my favorite story of people using generative AI terribly wrong is that there's actually been quite a few lawyers who have used generative AI to write their particulars of claim, their legal arguments, and then they presented it to the judge uh, for their respective uh, claims. And, and at least one circumstance, uh, the judge asked the lawyer about some of the cases they cited. Um, the judge said, like, I, I can't find these. Um, and as it turned out, the generative AI just simply made up cases and the lawyers did not do their due diligence in checking the work that they gave without um, without checking it to make sure it was correct. So that's a pretty flagrant, terrible use. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone and happy Thursday. This is your favorite show on the internet. A little show I like to call Talent Experience Live, the show that covers everything that you need to know in talent acquisition, recruitment, HR, artificial intelligence, and all of the good things in between. AI Day, it is just around the corner. Uh, whether you like it or not, today is August 31st. So September is tomorrow, and I'd like for you to wake me up when September ends. I'm just kidding. Wake me up on September 14th for AI Day. You won't want to miss it. Uh, we are covering all the intricacies, and today's kind of a, a nice little teaser uh, for that upcoming event. Today, we are talking about regulating the future, uh, specifically a conversation on AI legislation. Obviously, AI has been revolutionary over the past few years, and it's gained a full head of steam, what I would say, over the past six months with generative AI. It is all over your Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok feed on prompts and art and videos and everything in between. But as we all know, technology needs guardrails, just like a car does. Um, if you think back to when individuals first started riding around in cars, they used to just put their babies on the floor, let them roll around as they cruise down the highway and threw their litter out the side window. Um, obviously, we've changed some things. Now you require a, a car seat for your child until they're at least 200 pounds. Um, but neither here nor there, AI is moving so fast that we've begun to see some rules and regulations pop up. And that's what we're going to chat about today. And I have a very special guest. I am joined by Josh Gorin to talk all about regulating the future. Josh, how are you? I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. How was the intro? Was it all right? That was uh, the best intro I've heard ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> in the history of intros. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Josh, I wanted to introduce you, but I think it would come better directly from the horse's mouth. So I, tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do here at Phenom. And sure. So I'm the senior director of contracts and legal compliance. I've uh, been with Phenom for almost six years. Uh, so I oversee our contracts departments for uh, new sales coming in and vendors and all sorts of every contract there is. Uh, as well as staying up to date in our legal compliance arena um, and keeping up with all the different types of uh, laws and regulations that come into play for Phenom. Um, and just as a, a little background, I, I went to uh, Drexel for my undergrad, my MBA and law school. So I'm uh, what only myself and no one else would call uh, a triple dragon. So it's a very special. It's, that sounds honor. like a very uh, obscure bowling terminology, a triple dragon, but I like it. I yeah, think it's I fierce. And also, um, I love the, the West Philadelphia representation there. 
yes, I was not born nor raised, <laughs> but I did spend a decent amount of time in West Philadelphia. A lot of your school days uh, on the playground. My, my school days were spent. <laughs> That's, that That's fantastic. Uh, we could do Fresh Prince references all day, but Josh, I really want to talk to you about artificial intelligence. Um, it has taken the world by storm. No, no pun intended, but, but quite frankly, it's everywhere we look. It is on these little devices that we use every single day. Um, and generative AI has been the latest wave, if you will. Um, we obviously see, you know, beautiful works of art and everything in between. But I can't imagine that everyone is using this in the best ways. What are some bad examples that, that you've seen of, of artificial intelligence? Yeah, I, I would say my my favorite story of people using generative AI terribly wrong uh, is that there's actually been a, quite a few lawyers who have used generative AI to write their particulars of claim, their legal arguments, um, and then they presented it to the judge uh, for their respective uh, claims. And and at least one circumstance, uh, the judge asked the lawyer about some of the cases they cited. Um, the judge said, like, I, I can't find these. Um, and as it turned out, the generative AI just simply made up cases. Um, and the lawyers did not do their due diligence in checking the work that they gave without, um, without checking it to make sure it was correct. So that's a pretty flagrant, uh, terrible use. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Um, I, obviously, it's it's law, right? It's it's set in stone, if you will. So you'd want that to be a little bit more ironclad. Um, I want that to be correct. Yeah, <laughs> yes, hopefully. Um, and you don't want to be citing cases from, you know, suits now that it's on Netflix or anything in between. That's a bad example. I, I will be frank with you. But obviously, it has to take instances like that in order for rules and regulations to really be taken seriously. Last night, I just watched BS High around the Bishop Sycamore case and the whole thing. And now they're looking into high school athletics, not saying that that is an apples to apples comparison. But when you see some of these negative use cases and bad use cases, it obviously has a ripple effect to create more guardrails, as I mentioned at the top of the program. So some have come out. What are they? Where are they specifically happening? Uh, and what else do we need to know? Yeah. So, you know, right now there's over a hundred jurisdictions that are currently drafting and implementing new rules and regulations. Um, so it's definitely a hot topic and it'll affect people all around the world in various industries. Um, the most prominent law right now that I'm familiar with uh, and that has to deal with what we deal with here is the uh, New York City Local Law 144. Um, like I said, it's closest to home in our industry. Um, it's also known as the AEDT law, um, which is for automated employment decision tools. And the what the law is attempting is to eliminate bias in hiring practices that may stem from such tools. Um, and although there was some resistance from companies who offer these tools to be classified as AEDTs, uh, you know, most likely due to the fear of if it is, is that going to become illegal or are we not allowed to use this? Um, but ultimately, I, I view this law as a good thing. Um, it just requires companies that are using AEDTs uh, to properly audit their hiring practices uh, to ensure they are free from bias. And you know, companies should be auditing their hiring practice regardless. So to me, it seems 
like something that makes a lot of sense and it's a it's a logical thing uh, going on. Um, and you know, to be honest, like it makes I'm a little skeptical of companies that would refuse to mandate audits of their hiring practice because yeah. um, that has a certain appearance. Um, but it could also just be that they don't necessarily want to invest in the new infrastructure that's required. Um, but I, I see that as being pretty short-sighted. Uh, the cost resulting from lawsuits and claims about bias hiring and would be far greater. And if you consider the PR hit that that could have, it, it could be quite, you know, devastating to a company. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I think removing bias from the hiring process has been something that organizations have been trying to do for years, right? Like whether, whether it's humans or technology. So to your point, auditing that process, I think makes the most sense. And when we talk about, I've had conversations with, with Cliff, um, an individual here at Phenom who says, oftentimes machines are biasless, right? I honestly, this is why I'm not a hiring manager. I would be a bit biased towards a Patriots fan, Josh. Um, it's that's just how it is. You probably a Dallas Cowboys fan, I would imagine as well. Yeah, I wouldn't hire a Cowboys fan um, <laughs> because it's it just shows the type of person they are. Absolutely, because they are also rooting for the Yankees and the Lakers and at the, the Lakers same time. and Duke. So <laughs> Duke, yes, of course, of course, we kid. Um, but uh, to that point, humans are inherently biased, right? And, and machines are not, they have to be taught this. The way to ensure that your machines are not being biased in the hiring practice is to audit them the same way that you would audit your data, the same way that you would get to use the car example, your car inspected on a regular basis to make sure that it's passing emissions tests and all of those things. They're all the ways of life. Um, one question that I specifically had for you was you mentioned New York City Law 144, not to be confused with PS 144, the public school there um, in Forest Hills. But for an organization that may operate in New York City and elsewhere, how does that work when it comes to you know using some of this AEDT, um, maybe in a different state, a different section of the state of New York? Is that something companies have to be aware of? So the local law does apply just to New York City. Um, and of course, this local law is not making it illegal to use it. Um, and, you know, the, the I guess the, the better way for to navigate around this is, you know, like we did as a company for when uh, GDPR was going live and whether or not, you know, there was uncertainty at the time, like who would this apply to? And it's always just best to, you know, be in compliance with the law and this, cause this is going to be a growing trend. Yeah. So even though it might only apply to a certain area, you certainly want to be uh, as in, in compliance as you can. And, you know, in order to expand and be a successful company. Um, and, you know, as, as far as being able to use it, you know, we're, we're in the infancy of uh, generative AI. And, you know, there's obviously a ton of unknowns about the potential consequences of its use. Um, and so, you know, I just say best practice for use of any new technology is just to never completely rely on it. Uh, you know, it's, it's a tool. And so you need to make it a tool that you help enhance your work. Uh, but, you know, you want to make sure that what you're, the output you're getting is correct. So. 
hedge your bets, if you will, right? When you're you're embracing these these new things, um, I, I think of a bicycle, right? If you're using that to get to and from work every day, and then you have a flat tire, you have to find another way. Happened to me the other day. I, I don't want to get into it, but I was pretty upset. That's unfortunate. It, it, it's devastating it's to wake up and then just see a flat tire. Um, it's uh, yeah, that's one of the worst. <laughs> Generative AI, I can't yeah. fix that. Um, anyway, obviously, I, I, I digress from that, but. You mentioned specifically that regulation is going to continue. And I, I, the example that you used was GDPR, right? And then I know from experience, I think California had a similar data protection law, the CCPA. I may be mistaken there. Don't quote me. But we've seen these things where one sort of set of rules, law, creates a trend. So I want to ask you, you mentioned that the trend is going to happen. How soon is it? Is this 2024 or is this like the NCAA setting out schedules for 2030? Um, it's it's not the NCAA. Okay. Um, I would say it's happening now. Yeah. Um, and you know this it it takes a while for a law to be drafted, regulation to be drafted, and then to be implemented and then to be enforced. Yeah. So, you know, generally with anything, it's probably a two to three year span of that being drafted, finalized and going through all those stages. But, um, you know, that the trend is happening. It's, yeah. uh, you know, back to the NYC local law 144, there are others, other states that are, are starting to, to join that trend. Um, and, you know, again, it's, this is just, it's good practice. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly for that particular, uh, Absolutely. I think if, if you're looking at, at this sort of technology, it makes sense to ask those questions to say, hey, how can we audit these if it is coming down the, the pipeline? And uh, the one joke that I have to make is uh, you mentioned law doesn't happen fast unless, of course, ChatGPT is writing it and they're using bad examples from cases that never happened. That's, That's true. <laughs> but um, anyway, we we've, we've kind of been a bit negative here today, Josh. And I, I don't want to do that. This is a positive program. That's why we have the, the bright colors and everything around here. So we talked about bad examples. Um, are there any good examples of AI trending over the past few years? You don't have to get into anything specific, but I do want to, to chat a little bit about the positives. Sure. I mean, good use of generative AI is, like I said before, in, in assisting. So but specifically assisting in creative writing um, and using it for inspiration. Um, I know sometimes for myself, I might have a little trouble with the, the initial structure of what I want to say and organizing those thoughts. And I found that generative AI is, has really has helped in that and, and giving me the idea that, Oh, this is how I want this to go. But, uh, you can never just have it write everything for you. Um, I mean, I guess you can, but I wouldn't recommend that, but, um, you know, that's, I'd say that that's been the, the, you know, the good use of some fun uses, um, just uh, completely off topic is I, I was messing around with uh, the generative AI pictures and I just would put in my name or a friend's name just to see, you know, what it would come up with. And then um, it was it was very uh, it made me feel a lot better when, you know, I put in Josh and that was much more handsome than a Matt or obviously a Devin. And yeah. uh, so, um, no, it's you know, obviously it's fun. Uh, it's fun stuff. Um I'd say though my favorite, yes. uh, my favorite use of generative AI, specifically there, there's an hour long comedy special uh, where the creators took all of Tom Brady's uh, post game interviews and combined that 
through the magic of AI. Uh, combine that with all of the greatest comedy routines um, in the history, and it worked. This is a it's worth a watch while it's you know still out there. I I wouldn't say this is necessarily in compliance with all laws and regulations. Um, Tom Brady's not really a fan of it. So I do recommend seeing it before it gets taken down. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. We'll, we'll have to clip it and, and put a clip in there for yeah, before it does get taken down. Definitely worth it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's amazing that to me that you said how it's helped you creatively because you're the man behind the inspiration of Phenom Got Bot, the uh, play yeah. on the Sir Mix-A-Lot song, yeah. um, which still is in the works. In, I know. In the works. Pre-production. Yes, pre-production. It will happen probably with generative AI. A little yeah, bit that's of help probably there. how we'll do it. Yeah. Um, but but nonetheless, um, to comment on your Tom Brady stand-up bit there, I'm just happy that it wasn't Bill Belichick because there's simply not enough use case of him talking. It's just we're on to Buffalo. Yeah. That's yeah, it wouldn't it would be a very short comedy special <laughs> and um it no. wouldn't be comedy and it wouldn't be special. No, no. So <laughs> definitely check out the, the Tom Brady one. Um, I do have two more questions for you, Josh. First one is final thoughts. We talked about a lot today um, from cars to Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, lawyers creating fake lawsuits, the whole thing in between. What specifically would you want to, to leave a viewer with if they're just tuning in now um, as far as final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts, uh, you know, with any technology. It's get to know it first. You don't rely on it completely. Um, you know, I can't help but think of a, a great office clip where they are following a GPS and it takes them right into a lake. And I think that's, you know, a pretty good example of why, you know, you just be careful with new technology and understand it. Uh, you, you know, that you don't want to be the lawyer citing fake cases yeah. and uh, you don't want to drive your car in a lake. No, no, you do not, especially on a three-day weekend, which is what we have here in the States coming up. Last question for you, Josh. Um, a three-day weekend, but then the NFL season starts. Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, I would say my prediction is we will see a rematch. Um, now, I'm an Eagles fan, so, you know, there's I'm clearly introducing bias here, yes. but... They look good. And uh, so, yeah, I think we'll see a rematch. I will be the the homer and predict that the Eagles do win this time, but uh, not not super confident. Yeah. And and to put a nice little bow on it, that is 100 um, percent. Breaking the new law in in New York, 144, yeah. you introduced bias into the question. Um, I and, did. And we can't have you back on the program because. Yeah, of that. but it's good as I'm not an automated yes, employment decision-making you, you tool. Uh, I'm a, You're only human. I'm only human. <laughs> you are only human. Josh, thank you so much yeah. for, for joining me today. Um, this has been a fun conversation. I've had a great time. We will have you back on thank at some you. point. Um, we just have to find more rules that are broken and, and laws that are being stricken down. Yeah, well, if, if we can't find them, we'll make we'll, them. We'll make them and, and break them. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, that does it for today's uh, Thursday episode of Talent Experience Live. As I mentioned at the top of the program, check out AI Day. It is on phenom.com. We're going to be covering topics similar to this as well as how it all works. Uh, so definitely bring your thinking caps to that. 
Uh, you can sign up at phenom.com. You won't miss it there. Um, we will be back next Thursday for the start of the NFL season uh, to give you a sneak preview of AI Day. Hopefully nudge you, get you excited for the event on the 14th. But in the meantime, I hope everyone has a safe, happy, and healthy weekend. And we'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Talent Experience Live, of course, is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster, employees evolve in their current roles and beyond, recruiters achieve some next level productivity and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more 